thevoiceofhard.com. I said, get out of there. How come you kill a homeless guy? I didn't kill the homeless guy. Yeah, well, maybe so. But will Detective Richardson believe me? My guess is yes. You're thinking they were in some kind of secret vampire cult or something? And they were tasting each other's blood. Did you want something? Did you? I see nude people. You see nude people? I have to go. You see them now? Hey! You! Are you okay? No vacancies! Let us in. Get rented! Go away! No vacancies! I get it! You better get it! I hope this is not the apartment you have for rent. everyone, this is Scott Geider. My very special guest today is director, writer, producer, J.R. McGarrity. J.R., how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on. Uh, well, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, the reason why you're on here is um, you have a list of, you have a career in the film industry, but the one that I want to talk about is called The Bloodlet in 2012. That's correct. Now, it's on Indiegogo. You're collecting money. It's not so much to make the movie. It's so much for the extras that you need for the film, correct? Yes, that's right. Okay, now, if you want, you can talk to listeners. You can mention about the bloodlet and uh, maybe you know, a little bit about it so the, the listeners can, can, can get an idea of what the film is about. Okay. Uh, well, basically, the main character is an ex-cop. Uh, he was shot in the head of the line of duty, and his partner uh, was killed, and he was romantically involved with her. So now he's all messed up, and he's in therapy, and he's guilt-ridden, and he's taken a job as the resident manager of a creaky old, creepy apartment building, the Royal Vista Apartments, because he has to remain employed, and he, he doesn't feel confident being a cop anymore. Okay. Now, so, yeah, go ahead, sorry. So the, uh, uh, the owner of the uh, old building is a greedy old Chinese guy named Wang. And I have a lot of fun with that, <laughs> Wang. <laughs> and uh, the, I've actually got a, a, a second-generation uh, Chinese-American playing the role, and he loves it because it's, because it's so politically incorrect for him to be doing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the the and Wang is always like uh, you rent apartments, you know uh, what do they call it? Pigeon. He's speaking he's speaking in pigeon. You rent apartments. No vacancies. No vacancies. Ah, awesome. Now, 
Yeah, you, know, you talking like um now you now the the film is finished, correct? No, it's about I've shot about two thirds of it. Okay. And, uh, and uh, I've gotten to the part where I really need um, the uh, uh, I really need the uh, uh, special effects stuff. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've, I've, if you go to the website, you'll see the, the the what I've cut together, the interviews, and then the little trailer and so forth and show so on shows the vampire effects that we're going to do, and then I've got the effect where the head falls over backwards. I made that head myself. That's a plaster cast of the actor. And oh, I wow. actually I actually made that head myself. And there's a picture of it on on the uh, Indiegogo site. But I, I'm at the part now where I've I've really got to you know collect some funds to put the rest of the special effects together and then shoot the rest of the movie. Okay. The uh, you know it's this is a this is a really low budget movie. I, I've I've been making it out of my own pocket and I I manage an apartment building so I've been shooting it around here in the basement in the attic, uh, you know in the trash can in the hallways and uh, so a lot and, and I I chose this theme so that I could. As a an auteur, an ultra low budget filmmaker, do what I want to do, have the artistic freedom, you know, and not in, and not people looking over my shoulder and telling me what to do, and uh, so I'm, I'm doing it myself for that reason. But to answer your question concisely, um, I, I'm at the point where I need special effects money, and I don't, and I I'm not going, you know, Steven Spielberg here, but they they gotta look good enough for this movie, yes. you know, yes. That'll now, ruin it. Now, one thing that you have an advantage of, um, the idea of the film is basically in an apartment complex, and you happen to run an apartment complex, so when you go to shoot, the only person you get to answer to is yourself, correct? Pretty much. That's pretty much true. And that's pretty much of a, a good deal as far as you know being able to do the shots that you need, and, it, and if something's messed up, you're already there, you can just reshoot it, and that's a good advantage. One of the uh, uh, scenes that I was, uh, uh, one of the first scenes that I shot was actually I shot in the attic, and our common friend uh, Bill Oberst uh, was up in the attic, and uh, we had the uh, we had a stunt woman up there at one point, and then we had a uh, and then we had the makeup girl up there, and the, so the makeup girl was walking around in the attic, and she stepped in the wrong place, and she like fell through into the apartment below. I mean, not like completely all the way to the ground. Holy but cow! Her, but her leg, like her leg, went through. So, so I had to answer to me. I had to repair it. <laughs> See, that's a good thing. See, it's yourself. <laughs> that's yeah, absolutely. Nice. So, Bill Obers Jr. did have a small part, and you just mentioned him. And uh, yeah, Bill and I have talked frequently. He's a good dude and a good actor. So, that's a good thing to have somebody. Now, that's in the beginning, correct? That's that's one of the. Uh, Early scenes. There's a character in the when when Gus becomes the manager of the building, he thinks it's going to be a piece of cake, you know, compared to being a cop. Mm. Well, people start dying left and right, and you know, all this weird stuff is going on, and he finds out he's got a greater problem. Uh, and one of the characters hangs himself in the attic, and Gus, who is being um, plagued by dreams and nightmares and you don't know whether it's his mind or or if it's actually going on. It's kind of one of those kind of things. Is it reality or... Anyway, he, he has dreams of going up in the attic and discovering the body of Glasscock. 
and 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 Glasscock, and you don't. We don't know it's a dream at that particular point. You know, it's one of those things where you wake up and he realizes it's a dream, and then Glass he finds Glasscock hanging, and his guts have spilled out. And I've got some of the photos of that on the Indiegogo site in the gallery, and his guts have spilled out, and Glasscock suddenly wakes up, he opens his eyes, and says, "Don't let them in! Don't let them back in!" And he's talking about the vampires. Nice. And well, they ring the doorbell at that moment. Yeah, see, here's the thing of me. I am not a vampire fan. Now, mm. before I say that, it has to be a certain style. You know, um, I'm a big Fright Night in the 80s. Not the remake. The remake is garbage. But the original, and from what I see from this, this whole storyline is something that I'm very interested in because it's not that Twilight stuff, you know, where it gets too... Uh, more mushy than a vampire flick, if you know what I mean. I do. So, if you want, I can go ahead and we can mention about the perks, because the money is being raised, like you mentioned, towards special effects. So, okay. for now, ten... Let me, go I ahead. Would like to, let me tell you this. I, I happened to, uh, years and years ago, I worked with William Ragsdale. Um, I, I was oh, wow. Working art, I was working art department on uh, uh, Herman's Head. I don't, I don't know if you even remember that or not. That uh, was back in... Oh, yes, 80s. I do. Oh, yes, like, nice, great TV show, yes. Anyway, I was the uh, scenic artist on that. Okay. And, uh, and uh, anyway, William Ragsdale was on there. And uh, uh, who was the, both of these actresses that were with him that he was star, sandwiched between was, one of them was, uh, her name was Tracy Lynn, and then the other one was a, a hot young, uh, uh, well, no, that was the second movie that, the, the, when the, the Spanish vampire came back. Right. And anyway, I, I asked him I, one time, I said, what was it like working with these two actresses? And he goes, it was great. I just had to use a lot of saltpeter. <laughs> well, that, that, the one actress that was in Fright Night, the first one, was also in Bundy's, the TV series, correct? Am I, I right? believe so. I yes. Believe so. Yes. Yeah, William Ragsdale, you know, to me, I think that's probably his claim to fame, along with... Um, yeah, um, Mannequin, Mannequin Two. Yes, that and two. But he, but he's been making guest appearances on uh, Justified lately. Oh wow! Do you watch Justified? No, I don't. But I might just uh, check it out because. Uh, yeah, because yeah, we we talked earlier this week, and me and you are both, if I'm mistaken, '80s horror fans, '80s film fans. I love I I love eighties horror movies and uh, I also I I, I like a, a, you you probably like him too I like a, a lesser known now he was actually more fun in the era I think Dario Dario Argento yes 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 and his hot daughter Asia Argento <laughs> <laughs> okay ask me about the perks okay well for ten bucks um, listeners for ten bucks it's an aura it's a it's a rest in peace single, 10 bucks, you get a special note of thanks from the Blood That's producer sent via email and added to the contributor's page. That's correct. And for 25 bucks, it's a studio apartment, rest in peace, a digital grab bag, note of thanks sent via email, autograph headshots from two of the principal actors of your choice. That's right. Nice perks. And for 50 bucks, you get a rest in peace upstairs unit, all the same above, plus you get uh, a download and album from the website www.mutaytor.com. You also get the autograph headshots as well as a digital grab bag. Special note of thanks from the producer 
and all sent by an email. Now, here comes the juicy ones. For a hundred bucks, rest in peace, studio with a balcony. Really, a balcony. How, yeah. how big is the balcony? Uh, you know, it's only four feet wide by eight feet uh, long. <laughs> <All right>. Well, <laughs> you get an autograph headshots from all the principal actors and actresses, the digital grab bag, the album download, and special thanks sent via email. Then upon completion of the movie, you'll get a DVD copy of the movie sent by USPS as well as a poster signed by the actors and director. Now, that's a good one for 100 bucks. You know, I think so. Now, for $150, you get the Aloft Department. Now, now we're getting a little more richified now. Okay? At this level, you get the perks mentioned in the above, plus a $100 level, as well as a signed copy of the concept art that we use to develop the look of the vampire. Uh, excuse me. Develop the look of the vampirist star in her final explosive scene. You also get a latex vampire brow sent USPS. Now, for people who, listeners, for people like yourselves who like to uh, get things that, like, I mean, a lot of people do collect, like, what you mentioned here, like the vampire star and her final, you know, the explosive scene. This is something, you know, like a latex vampire brow. A lot of people who collect the vampire stuff, that would be a big one for somebody who's a collector and that kind of stuff. So that's a good idea for that one, you know? Well, that was the reason that the reason that I put it at that at that level because I know that I know that's maybe a little bit pricey, but the reason I put it at that level is because I have to actually uh, buy the brows from the people who are who from my makeup artists. Okay. And and so, but I figured it's a good perk. What it is is it's to encourage more people to give at that level because that's the level that uh, apparently fills out. Uh, what most people are trying to raise. Exactly. That's a good idea. Now, for 200 bucks, you get a condo. Um, all the perks mentioned in the 100-hour level, as well a signed copy of the concept art that we use to develop the, the look of Vampire Star in her final explosive scene. And Wang, after the vampires have sunk their teeth into him, you also get a latex vampire brow and a copy of the death mask used in creating a homeless guy's decapitated head. Now, that is very creative, Jr. Very In terms creative. of uh, perks? <laughs> exactly. That's very creative because now people do collect mass. You know, and uh, you have something that I, I, other filmmakers have not attempted to do and that's bravo to you because now you're giving people something all the above plus they actually get something physical for memorying of the donation to the film. Very and, good idea. And, and the reason that I can offer those things is because I make them myself. Nice. Now, we're in the Richie-fied. The townhouse, 250 bucks. All the perks above, okay, except that the concept art will be hard copies signed by the artist and sent USPS with brows and death mask. Fantastic. Now for five hundred bucks, the penthouse suite. How many bedrooms? In the penthouse suite, it's yeah. three. <laughs> Such a smart ass. One of one one of the bedrooms is actually more of a den. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get all the perks from the other levels, a grab bag, and the album from 
the website we mentioned earlier. That's www.mutaytor.com. It's still a digital download, but the headshots autographed by the actors and a poster and all concept artwork sent will be signed, hard copies signed. In addition, you'll be given an honorary associate producer credit. Now that, if people who want to start a resume on IMDb or has something to be part of something, that's a good uh, a good deal there of hundred bucks. It's a real good one. Well, that's what I was that's what I was thinking. I mean, that level is really less for '80s horror fans as much as it is people who would like to to have some credits. And because this is a low budget movie, uh, ultra low budget movie, uh, you know, it's helping me out, and they're deserving of that credit. Exactly. Very interesting. Hmm. Now the thousand dollar one. Now we got the whole top floor. All the perks from the previous levels and the capitated head of the homeless guy that we use in the movie and an honorary an honorary producer credit. Now we're one step up. That's a good deal as well. Well that's the real that's the real head. And I uh, once again, that's for somebody who wants who's really wanting a producer credit. Right. That's my thinking is but the other thing about it is too is like there's a picture of the head on the side and it you know it looks really cool it's uh, it's very realistic looking i think at the point in the movie you're not sure if it's re- if it's just an act- actor in makeup but when it falls off backwards you you know and that's the, re- the reason that i had to do it was because for the gag it needed to to fall over backwards when the garbage man shakes the can so and i've only got one of those so there's only one of those available. Excellent. Wow. So it hasn't been claimed yet. So people, if you want it, hurry up. You know, there's only one zero left. It means nobody got it. So there's one left to claim. So go for it. Now for the twenty-five hundred dollar, the grand prize, treasures from the attic, all the perks from the previous level except the decapitated head of the homeless guy that we use in the movie, a honorary executive producer credit, and the Warhol of Maryland. This is a original created. This is a. This isn't. Excuse me. I gotta edit this out. This is an original created in Andy Warhol's factory by an employee. As it was done back then, it is not signed, but it is genuine and enclosed in a plexiglass case. That's correct. Interesting. There's a guy who lives in my building. Uh, who lives in, Who lives here in the building, and he worked. Um, in Andy Warhol's factory, uh, this guy's about seventy years old, and he wow. worked in he's, he worked in Andy Warhol's factory um, back when it before he, Andy Warhol moved into the second factory. This was the first one, and the way that they produced these work these uh, artworks of Andy Warhol was was they were basically silk screened, and they used uh, Andy Warhol himself created the. Um, the, the design, the screens, and then they would squeegee on through the screen different layers of color creating it. So you can have one Marilyn Monroe that looks slightly different because different uh, layers of colors were used uh, um, during the process. So they're not all exactly the same. The ones that Andy Warhol signed are worth tons and tons and tons of money. The ones that uh, were not signed by Andy Warhol can still be authenticated, and they're still real, real, but they're not um, 
they're not worth as much money as the ones, of course, that are signed or either stamped real by the guy who um, uh, who was actually running the factory. His name I forget. But uh, they're they're only good for collectors. They can't even be shown in museums because the Warhol Foundation uh, is is um, they're they're really pricky about it. They just they don't like the fact that they're that these exist out there because what they will do every once in a while because they've got tons and tons of these in the factory. What they'll do every once in a while is they'll let some of them out to the public. So they don't want all these ones uh, that um, you know that these employees and interns and stuff made when they were working there. Okay. He's also he's also got a sign of Mickey Mouse by Andy Warhol. Oh wow! Now. Do you want to mention the cast members that are in the film? I mean, we, we talked about sure. Bill, but go ahead and mention some of the cast members, or all the cast members. If you can remember them all, if not, I can help you. Okay. Well, now, you're just talking about the principals, right? Not the... Right. Not the okay. Uh, well, Roland Blanton is... Uh, uh, he's playing the, the lead, uh, Gus. And uh, and I need somebody like Roland, because he's he's been... Uh, you know, because he has to show up weird hours, and he has to schedule for me, and... You know, and he's uh, he's uh, really great. He's he's uh, uh, his other job, even though he does work as an actor, he's like a lot of other people who are you know still struggling struggling to to grab the uh, the brass ring. But his other job is uh, he's a he's a personal trainer, and the guy's like man, he's like all buffed up, you know. Mm-hmm. And because because Gus kind of represents me, you know, sort of in the movie. It's really nice to see a young buffed up guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And uh, now, uh, his his nemesis in the movie is uh, a woman by the name of uh, uh, Tiffany. The character's name is Tiffany. Tiffany is pay- played by Cassandra Leach. And uh, once again, all my actors are people who, you know, are, are, well, not all of them have two jobs. Some of them just work strictly as actors. Right, but but a lot of them are still you know waiting tables or you know doing other jobs. Cassandra does both. She still she gets other work, but she also holds down a waitress job. She was complaining about the manager of her where she works uh, this morning on Facebook about how you know he was complaining about the way the croissants look. And of course, her response was, "You bought them from Costco. How did you think they were supposed to look?" <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, she's she's really been great. She uh, uh, she. She's uh, once again when when you're working weird schedule like this. When you ask people to come in and and what you ask them to do, you know, and a lot of them are doing. Most of them are doing it because they they really like the script. They they like the opportunity. They want to work. You know, right. actors want to work. Even even actors who are who are already well established a lot of times will take lesser projects because they like them because they want to keep working. Right. Clint Jung, who plays. Um, uh, Wang, he's about uh, 20, 25 years younger in real life than the character he's playing. The age makeup takes forever to, to, to get him all wrinkled up and he put a skull cap on and make him bald and sick. And uh, and uh, he's he is a Chinese American. Uh, he's a working actor. He does nothing else. I see him all the time playing, you know, having three lines in, you know, Torchwood or, you know, doing a, a non-speaking, uh, you know, uh, Tercel commercial or something, you know he he's always popping up on TV. Um, David Landry and he he does a little bit of producing as uh, Clint does a little producing of his own. 
David Landry, I saw he's he's Connor, the uh, one of the, vamp- the the male vampire, and uh, David uh, he's David's a great guy. You got to be careful with David though. There's no telling what's going to come out of this guy's mouth. He'll be he'll be goofing around and, and doing a little bit of improv, and you'll go, okay, who wrote that? It's great, but who wrote it? And uh, uh, I saw him last week on Luck, uh, the new ser- the new uh, David Milch thing on okay. uh, HBO. And then um, uh, Elise Jackson, who plays Star, uh, Orange County girl. She's got her own theater. Uh, she's and she gets cast in a lot of uh, uh, period pieces and and uh, you know uh, Hallmark made for TV movies yeah. and stuff like that. And she was really attracted to this role because she gets the girl next door role so often that it was fun for her to uh, get her vampire on. Okay, cool. And uh, and uh, so that's uh, that's Elise. And then uh, the other character in the who's one of the tenants in the building who appears is most often is Ken McFarland, and he's the old cross dresser that lives down the end of the hall. <laughs> and uh, uh, Ken is uh, Ken. Is, he does a lot of um, Ken does a lot of theater. He's one of those guys that just you know loves theater. He does a lot of theater. Now he also works a lot as an actor. Uh, in you know TV and films and stuff, but uh, uh, but he's he's I, he's always doing something. I think he's just kind of closing something up. And he really the cross dressing scene, which where he's he's dancing in his apartment as a as a, in, in his uh, female garb, is is absolutely hysterical. And uh, <laughs> he, he uh, uh, what a car- what a what a what a sport he he has been in uh, in 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 playing it and doing those things as well. So those are those are the main actors. Okay. Oh, except for except for the homeless guy, uh, Richard Foster. There's a guy, and as the manager of the building, this actually came from a guy who used to. I, I'd go out to the garbage can to, to, to empty stuff, and and this homeless guy, uh, homeless uh, African American who would crawl over the fence. Get into the garbage can, and he'd be in there gar- rummaging around for bottles and stuff. And I'd walk in there, and he'd pop up, and I and I'd like, dude, you can't be in here. This is private property. You just crawled over the fence. And instead of being all, you know, humble about it, he'd like <laughs> the guy. The guy was like, hey, you cracker, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> mo- mo- mofo cracker, shut the, you know? It's like, oh my god, you know? And I thought it was, I mean, it was, it was kind of, uh, you know, put me back. But I thought it was it, I thought it was funny, so I wrote a character based on the actual homeless guy and Richard Foster, who's a uh, um, does a lot of comedy around town. Uh, he's kind of new at acting, but he's been doing comedy for two or three years. Right. He he told me so. I I was directing him in the scene with Rollin, and he and he said, and it's in his interview. Um, he said uh, he said it's the first time that I've ever had a white man. Asked me to call him Cracker over and over and over again and like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's so hilarious. those are that's that's the principal crew. But then I got a you know I got a host of other people who come in. You know the you know people who are looking for apartments or you know the people who the the ambulance attendants who come in to haul the the bodies out. And, right. And and then Bill, his little cameo is the is the guy who hangs himself. Nice. All right. Well, you know, it, it seems very interesting. Um, can't wait to see this because, like I said before, 
I'm not a vampire fan, but the storyline here seems very interesting. I so. thought it was a. I thought it was. I have a degree in literature. Okay, uh, like Joe Bob Briggs does. You know, you, I'm sure you're aware of Joe yep. Bob. Right? Mm-hmm. Joe Bob is a quite well educated man. A lot of a lot of people may not you know get that about him, but he's a he's quite well educated individual and um, held some honors in literature. But uh, um, I. Uh, I was I was inter- I thought that the concept the the idea of somebody being under such duress that they knowingly well they he doesn't know they're vampires he knows something's weird because they only show up at three o'clock in the morning and they keep wanting in and uh, and I kind of fall back on the old uh, succubus uh, legend you know the demons who come to people while they're sleeping you know in the middle of the night and and I get away from I get away a little bit from the, sort of the standard ideas, and it's a little bit comedy horror. I make uh, I make references to things that are going on in in society at our time, less because I want to be political than I want to bookmark sort of you know where we that it, it's happening. I'm trying to make it seem like it's happening in a real world. Stephen King does that, right? You know, he's he's always putting something in there. That kind of grounds you in reality. So, and I make uh, I make some comments about um, um, I make some comments about the liberals, and I make some comments about the the conservatives. I try to be an equal opportunity offender, but uh, <laughs> and the and the and the and the best humor to me is the chi- the old Chinese guy who keeps complaining because he's got a he's got a respirator and he's got an air tank there. And he keeps complaining about the, his respirator because it was made in China and it doesn't work. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want, um, you can mention the websites too. Um, I can mention them too. There's a website called www.thebloodlet.com. There's info there, and of course, the Indiegogo page is www.indiegogo.com/the/blood/let. Now, all these links will be on the interview. On the site, so if you're interested in uh, donating and helping out and getting some of the perks, all the sites will be there. And if you want to read more about it, you go on the website www.thebloodlet.com. And also, is there a Facebook page for this too? Correct? There is a Facebook page. Yeah, you can just uh, you can go on Facebook and just search for the Bloodlet and find it. Okay. And it's and it's uh, it's uh, it's three words. The blood lit. It's not blood lit two words. Right. And there's only one on there. You can also, now, of course, I think everybody's, uh, these days, it seems like, uh, unless you don't put it on there, everybody's uh, email address is on Facebook as well. But the uh, you can get to the website from the Indiegogo page. I'm not sure that I've got it hooked up to where you can get back the other way. But on the website, the last page, there's a contact page. Anybody wants to write me uh, an email, then all they've got to do is write that email, hit send, and, and then the website sends it to me. Okay. So that's one that's one way. And you can get, like I said, you can get to the website from Indiegogo. And I'm about to put up some stuff like this, a new a new perk. It's going to be, again, it's the manager special or stuff from the attic. I've got a bunch of skulls and spider babies and all kinds of weird stuff that that I've had from previous movies, and 
And so if um, I'm going to put up pictures and, you know, people can contact me about some of those stuff. And I'll say, okay, well, you know, you hit this level and you can, I'll, I'll give you that with this if they want to do that. You know, I, okay. I don't know. Is that kosher? Yes, that's perfect. I mean, it, it gives a person an opportunity of picking something that they want. That's that's a good idea. My niece, and what gave me the idea was my niece, who's uh, stationed in Germany right now. Uh, she, because you know, I'm I'm hitting on my family. Hey, you guys, you got to support me in this. She she uh, she saw my my Facebook page and she saw the sculpture of the spider. And she goes, that's really cute. And she goes, so if I donate, can I have the, the spider? Well, I have some spiders, and I, and that's what made me think of it. It's like, well, yeah, and I should be offering those things as perks as well. And then there's also, you know, DVDs of my other movies that I'm, you know, willing to, you know, include with people. Mention you. I'll send them a copy of uh, the uh, Night of the Flesh Eaters. Oh, interesting. Nice. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, again, it looks very interesting, and the pictures on Indiegogo, um, vampire fans, I mean, if you're a serious vampire fan, which I'm sure you'll get them, they're definitely going to be checking this out, um, you know, so I wish you all the best, I mean, the perks are great, the movie looks very interesting, and I, I want to thank you for contacting me to do this. Well, I appreciate you taking the interest, It's uh, and, and I've enjoyed this immensely. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I, I, I can stumble around sometimes, but uh, I try to get things out quickly, and I, sometimes I get my, my tongue gets tied up. But uh, I really appreciate your time. I wish you all the best, and I'll definitely keep my eye out for this, and uh, hopefully we can chat again. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. Take care. All right. TheVoiceOfHeart.com.